Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am your host, Denise Walker. I'm the founder of Hope in Christ Ministries. At Hope in Christ, we are healthy, overcomers, purpose with an eternal perspective. I'm going to begin with a scripture reading and then um, we'll open with prayer and we'll introduce our guest today. The scripture for today is Psalm 111 and 9 and it says, He has sent redemption to his people. He has ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. I'm going to read that again. Psalm 111 and 9. He has sent redemption to his people. He has ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. And we all know that that name is Jesus. And we're going to open up in prayer. We thank God for Jesus. Because without his redemption, we would absolutely perish. So let's, let us pray. Father, we thank you, O oh God, for another day. We thank you, Lord God, for another platform. We thank you, Lord God, for this word that you are going to speak, that people will be delivered, people will be set free, O oh God, that those that need you and need to know you, O oh God, that they would know you by our testimonies. They would know that you are real. They would know that we are not all just making up stuff. Father, reveal yourself today through this um, ministry, Lord God, through the speaker today, your woman of God. Father, we thank you and we praise you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, um, I welcome you to, the, to the, today's show. And we will begin with introducing our guest for today. And our guest today is um, an author, um, a Christian author, and her name is Whit Devereaux. I pray that I'm saying her name correctly. Um, she is an author and a speaker, and welcome, Whit, to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Denise, and yes, you did pronounce it right. It is Whit Devereaux. Thank you. And can you begin with telling us a little bit more about your ministry? Sure. So I am, as you stated, an author and a speaker, but my main focus and my main desire and purpose is to serve people who are bound by abuse, to teach them ways of escape that are safe, as well as to empower them to move forward in life and to strengthen their relationship with God. For those who do not have a relationship with God, and also to introduce them to the Lord and Savior who saved me and delivered me from the bondage of abuse. Amen, amen. He is awesome in that. So can you back yes. up a little bit and tell us how you came to Christ as Savior? Yes, absolutely. So... Um, my family actually jokes a lot with me because I pretty much have been saved my entire life. Um, they used to call me like little Jesus when I was growing up. I was in school. We went to like a Lutheran school when I was younger and then um, a non-denominational Christian school. So most of my 
teaching and learning about God came from the school, but also my grandmother, who I spent time with on the weekends, she would take me to her church, which was Redeeming Church of Christ here in Chicago. I don't believe that they're still around, but that's where she went every Sunday. So my foundation in Christ came from going to church with her, praying with her Saturday nights, and um, going to church with her on weekends that I went, but then also Monday through Friday at school. We would learn about God. We'd have to memorize Bible verses and scriptures. And also on Fridays, we would have um, what they call chapel. So every Friday morning before we did any of the other, like reading, math, any of the other subjects, we had to have chapel. And a lot of our chapel services is where I would repeatedly give my life back to God because I had this fear that I would not get into heaven. I can't really explain it, but I, I just wanted to make sure. So every Sunday or every Friday, I'm sorry, at chapel, I would continue to give my life over to God, praying the prayer that they would instruct us to do. So the earliest memory like of me being baptized was when I was seven. I was at my Lutheran school, and they had baptism birthdays, and they were saying, it's your baptism birthday, hallelujah. So everybody who was baptized on that day would go up to the front, and they would celebrate them. But that's where I got baptized and where it really all began. Wow, wow. And a lot of us, um, that's an amazing testimony because a lot of us, you know, became Christians as adults. So that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the scripture, train up the child in the way they should go. And um, right. when they're old, they won't depart from it. And so then we fast forward into, you know, you were talking about your testimony. Um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, what happened um, and then it goes into you writing your first book. Yeah, so actually when I was younger, I had an instance of molestation, and I never talked about it. I was five when it happened. To some, It was by someone that I knew. It wasn't a stranger or anything like that. But because it was someone close, I was afraid to speak on it. And it really shaped how I viewed myself as well as relationships with men. So I had low self-esteem. I was very insecure. I I knew God, but at the same time, I struggled with knowing my worth because I kind of questioned, like, how did this happen? Why did this happen to me? I wasn't comfortable with sharing. So I kept this secret all the way to adulthood, actually, from five years old till I was, like, in my 20s before I spoke on it. So in between that time, um, you start dating, like, in high school. I started dating the wrong type of guy. I went for, like, a person that I could fix, so to speak, which we know we can't fix anybody. Only God can, and they have to be willing. So I went into a relationship when I was about 17 years old, before that time, I hadn't really dated anyone. Seriously, I was still very immature in that area. But I wanted to give this person a chance because he shared so much about his personal struggle, and I felt like I could help him. 
I could help him to get to know God. I could help him with getting on the right track because uh, he was involved in a lot of negativity with a violent past. So um, in the midst of me trying to help him, I was actually the one that was being hurt and dragged down. So we, this is a person that I gave my virginity to, quote, unquote. I actually never really felt like a virgin because of what happened to me as a kid, but this is the first person that I had slept with and um, gave my virginity to. And out of that, I became a teenage mom. Before becoming a mother, though, he exhibited some very aggressive behavior towards me, like name-calling, slapping, physical abuse, emotional, verbal, all of that. But I really didn't understand what abuse was. I thought that it was kind of normal for people to argue, disagree, even to the point of violence. So I didn't know the signs. I didn't know how to get out. I didn't know what to do. And like I said, I became a teenage mom shortly thereafter. So now I was responsible for not only myself, but for my child, because at that point I was 18. So it took me a little while to realize, not too long with him, but I want to say at least between the age of 17 to 20, we were dealing with each other. Um, And I finally was able to get out, but it was a really, really long journey of me, like trying to discover myself, my purpose, my worth, and figuring out, like, how to love me. I really didn't. And part of loving me was just being honest with myself about what had happened to me and then also really studying, like, what does God say about who I am, wanting to be a better example for my daughter because I didn't want her to grow up constantly seeing us fight, which she did see as an infant all the way up to 11 months of life before I finally left him and actually relocated and basically started my life over. That's that part. Um, But to get to the point of actually writing the book, during the time that I was in the relationship with him, I frequently wrote, and poetry was like my outlet. I couldn't really talk about what was going on with family and friends, but I felt safe to write in my diary or my journal. And I would just pour out my heart in poetry form or however God led me to just let it out, all of the toxic energy, even me trying to defend the relationship at one point in time, all of those poems I took from that time frame and I actually put them in my first book, not by my own, along with part of our story so that other people could see how I made it out how I actually fell into the trap of being into that abusive relationship and then how I got out, which was with God and not by my own, comes from the scripture, John 5.30, which the message translation says, I can't do a solitary thing on my own. So I took that and that's how I got the title. Wow. Wow. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing how our testimonies are very, you know, similar and how God mm-hmm. takes what we've um, experienced and um, 
he uses it for his good, you know, even though the enemy meant it for evil, but God said um, he meant it for good. And so um, I just think about when you said that um, you didn't know how to come out, you didn't know how to tell, you know, I had a similar experience as a child um, of being molested by somebody I knew and um, just, and even for me, people not believing me, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. And talking, you know, and so as an adult, like you said, as women, as an adult, we internalize a whole lot of stuff. We, you know, we deal with rejection and all these other things, um, and we don't believe in ourselves. Um, and, you know, I just found it very amazing with the same type of testimony. You are afraid mm-hmm. to, you know, you don't see who you are. And I know for me, I would say, God, why do you want me? You know, why yeah. Why do you want me? Because these things happen to me, so why is it that you want me and you want to use mm-hmm. me? You know, and so I didn't think I was good enough as well. And so um, and so you wrote your first book, um, and who, um, after writing it, did you get a lot of um, pushback or, you know, how did you write it to where, you know, it didn't hurt but it, get more helping? Well, thanks for that question. So a lot of times people assume that my book is like a memoir, but I'm like a super, super creative person. Like I used to write short stories all the time, change people's names. There might be a little facts to it, but intertwined with fiction, which I believe a lot of fiction has some truth. So what I did was um, I wrote this as a Christian-based fiction novel that had some parts of my personal testimony. I changed names, changed locations, but I wanted to make sure that the instances of abuse were real and also how I was delivered because that was what was most important to me. I didn't want anyone to feel like I was attacking any one person. I really put the focus on the fact of the abuse what it is, I took the person along the journey of the cycle of abuse so that they could identify that they are the reader reading this and didn't know what abuse looks like. I also took them around the power and control wheel, where power and control is in the center, and then around it are all the different types of abuse that a person uses to keep you bound. So I really wanted to focus on the facts, abuse, can happen to so many people. A lot of people are ignorant, which they just don't know what it is. They don't know what to do to get out. So I also talk about ways of safe escape, but it's like a story. So it's relatable, and that helps people to process it as a way where it's not so overwhelming to read. Because some books that I've read, when you read some of that, it causes you to have, like, flashbacks. And I didn't want the reader to have that, Um, especially if there was somebody who was recovering from abuse, a survivor. So I wanted to make sure that I talked about what it is, I talked about how to get out, and they could see this character, which is Deverell Sawyer, how she came out of it. And it all had to do with God, the whole journey, even the, the struggle of getting out and going back time and time again like we sometimes do in these abusive relationships. So people can know they're not alone. 
and I haven't gotten any um, negative feedback at all. In fact, like a lot of people that I don't even know will reach out and say, hey, I read your book and I could identify with this. Thank you so much. And they give it to their sister or some people have given it to their daughters. So I've had a lot of good feedback and I made sure to protect the individuals within it who um, I didn't identify, like I said, by their name. I protected everybody's identity in that way. Amen. Um, and I like the way you say you wrote it. And like I say, it's very similar um, to my experience. And um, and I really, even in the book club, I really wish I could read everybody's book. <laughs> Um, yeah. read them all, you know, and I, I do want to mm -hmm. grab a copy of yours um, and try to get it done, you know, in the middle of everything. But um, it's just, mm -hmm. I just keep saying how amazing God is with um, with us. So is there another, like a sequel that you're working on or have you thought about that? Well, I haven't done a sequel yet. Um, it has been asked of me. I actually had, like, all these other projects that I worked on, which you and I did, our anthology, um, Unraveling the Layers. And then there's also another anthology that I'm working on, which is There's a Jewel in You, Volume 2, which really hones in on the teenage mom part of the journey. So I became a mom when I was 18. It was really important for me to, like, cast out the lies that were spoken over me and a lot of times people will hear me say, but God, but God. It's because so many of these statistics are stacked up against you and you even have people that are close to you that are naysayers. But, but God, I was able to break down the statistics and also any negativity that people were trying to put on me because I was a teen mom or because I had been abused. So my focus has really turned towards that. However, um, I promised my daughters that I would write a children's book. So that is actually next on my radar. Um, I'm looking at 2019. But I will sequel back to Not By My Own because there was so much more that happened that I couldn't fit. It would have been, like, way too long, so I had to cut it. But I have more for sure. Amen. Um, and now you said you were thinking about a children's book. Is it going to be similar to maybe, you know, kind of teaching kids a, a lesson in it um, as opposed yeah. to, you know, focusing on, you know, being careful and being able to tell um, when something is happening? Because, you know, I thought about that, and then you know how people can get with, okay, you're writing to the young ones, but um, they have to because it's happening too much. And and that's what I found just in my experience and in teaching middle school. Um, mine is geared to middle school girls. Um, yeah. A lot of times, like you said, people will speak things over us and over the girls, and you don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they've right. experienced. and. And that's what I wanted to, you know, get people to understand is sometimes we are 
hiding things or holding on to stuff that has hurt us and we don't know how to say anything. And so mm-hmm. um, it's not that we're this bad person or, you know, people can judge you, you know, in so many different ways. And so I like the way you said, you know, you're going to even pull back and look at the younger ones because they do need to know. Um, I just think about a lot of times when we're young or when you see people with younger babies or younger girls, um, we have to be careful who we leave them with, Um, especially when they're at an age they can't really verbalize things. So so that's, I think that's amazing as well. Um, Is your daughter going to help you write it or are you just going to write it on your own? Well, I started in November writing, and it's actually um, geared towards, like, improving girls' self-esteem, which for me is always important. Like, my main job, which I neglect to say a lot, I'm a case manager. I I work in social work. I help families, period. So my main focus is, like, getting to the root cause. What was it that happened that caused you to have low self-esteem? For me, it was the molestation, right? For other people, it could be something else. So I was writing in November about what led me to have low self-esteem, but in a way where the kids could receive it, again, where it wasn't too much. As I have, even with Not By My Own, the youngest reader that I know of was nine years old. So a lot of things that I originally put in there, I took out, and I'm so glad I did, because she was able to receive it as well as the 65-year-old who read it. So my focus for this is actually, um, it has a lot to do with teasing that I endured. Um, I grew up with a crooked smile, so it's actually, like, surrounded around that, too. And I want to make sure that people, young girls especially, know, like, however God created you, it's perfect. Like, you're unique, you're special, you're made for his purpose. Yes. And don't let anybody else, like, try to deter you or discourage you. So it's really self-esteem, but I always, always in all of my writing, I deal with the root cause. So I'm going to figure a way to weave that in in a way where the kids can receive it and learn from it. And as far as my daughter helping, she told me recently that she wants to write her own book about um, inspirational quotes and also about overcoming anxiety. So she's been writing that as well. So she's pretty much focusing on her own project, and I'm going to help her, of course, but I've been gaining the inspiration just from my own experiences growing up and even things that they share with me, like when they come home from school, this person said this about me and, you know, having to affirm them the way I needed to be affirmed. So. It's going to be good. I'm excited. That's awesome. I love to see also the kids, you know, see what God is putting on the inside of them. Um, somebody was asking me about, you know, even with my writing, I was, they were like, how did you write that book so fast? And I, I said it's almost like God has words locked on the inside, and he had to get mm-hmm. to, like you said, the root of all of my issues and then tell me that's what I called you to do. And um, so the words just come out once you, you know, just take the step of faith and obey. The words just flow. Um, And so my next question, I just have a couple other questions. Uh, Where do you see yourself Mm -hmm. in 10 years or five? Oh, that's so good. 
Well, in five years, um, I want to be working full-time as an author and teaching other people not only how to publish their works, but people who have a testimony that they want to turn into a work or a project. So I want to help people do that. I've had some people reach out, um, so I'm just trying to get the systems in place now so that by, of course, five and ten years that will be established and we will be up and running and helping other people to publish that. Um, my desire is really to help people who are bound. So I'm working on um, establishing like a community where we can get together and we can have these open discussions. They can have coaching support for myself where I would do the monthly master classes as well as it just be a safe space that they can come to to get support, to get free, and then also once they're free to rebuild their lives after abuse because it's just so important. Like I had the opportunity to get that at my church, but everybody doesn't have a domestic violence ministry at their church, so I want to be um, that for them and a safe space. So people, because I get emails and texts all the time, like, do you know of this? Do you know of that? So I want to be that resource or that missing link that so many people need so they can get free. I'm working on that now, and I believe, God, that it will happen and be very well established within the next five. Well, really, the next year is my plan, but by five years, we'll definitely be on and thriving. Amen. And it's funny because I was going to ask you, have you considered like a, a not of my own conference or women's conference or something like that? Because, you know, that that is a lot of what we need, you know, like you said, to be free. And then we can walk in our purpose when we release it and God heals us. Yes. Amen. I had thought about conferences, all of that. I wanted to get that foundation where we have the group set and then also have a, like a meeting place. I'm here in Chicago, so I probably would start here, but it just depends on where all of the women are coming from because my ministry is for women. I have helped men. I'm not closed off to helping men, but I really feel specifically led to help young women um, and women, older women, get that healing. So. That is on the list for sure. I'm just trying to, at this point, because I work so many other jobs, like I said, the case manager, I'm just trying to make sure I'm not neglecting any one thing because they're all passions of mine and something that I know God has called me to do. So he'll work it out for me. Amen. Yes, he will. And um, I I don't know if you said this, but um, do you – work with um, teen mothers or girls that are pregnant? Um, have you worked with them or have you, you know, thought about a group with them as well? I haven't yet. I did reach out because when I was pregnant, I actually got a lot of support from an organization called PASS here in my state, and I reached out to them actually in March to see how we could work together so that I could help and give back because they were the ones who gave me like a year worth of supplies for my daughter. They gave me a crib. They had us all set. And 
if I could just share this really quickly. Um, when I went to PASS, I was expecting them to help me with adoption. I didn't even know that they were like a, a center that was focused on helping you take care of your child because at 18, I couldn't see myself raising a child because I was a child myself. When I went there, though, the lady prayed with me, and she pleaded with me not to, one, abort my child, which I didn't want to do, but also not to give up the child. And then they walked me through the process of getting support so that we would be set. Um, over the years, I've done, like, anonymous donations to them because I, I really didn't want them to know it was me. I don't know why at the time. I just wanted them to have the gifts. Um, but I did reach out last month, so I'm waiting to hear back from them because I'd really like to work with people specifically that help me that are still helping same moms. Amen. And God will put his people in place. That's amazing how that yeah. divine intervention <laughs> happens to all right. of us. Um, thank you for coming on um, the podcast, and can you tell – the listeners how to reach you, how to, you know, get your book and where to follow you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. You can go to my website, which is witdevereaux.com. I'll spell it. It's W-H-I-T-D-E-V-E-R-E-A-U-X.com. My book, Not By My Own, is available also on Amazon, iBooks, and smashwords.com, but I'd really like for you to give me your information so that way we can stay in touch. And the best way to do that, again, is on my website, witdevereaux.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram as at witdevereaux, so you can definitely find me there. Amen. Thank you again for joining us, and we're going to pray out. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this testimony. We thank you for what you have done and with life. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would quickly make what you have placed on the inside of her come to pass, God, within the next year as the desires of her heart, Father God. We pray for her daughter. Lord, we pray for her family, God, and we pray, Lord God, that you would continue to do the work in her life, in her ministry, God. And we pray, Father God, that she would cause many to come to hope in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. Be blessed and continue to hope in Christ.